excited are you for tomorrow or what are your emotions? Are you excited, optimistic, nervous, tense? All those four, I think, yeah, the ones you mentioned. Uh, mixed emotions, definitely excited. Um, definitely feel very proud uh, to lead this football club in the first game this season. So, yeah, mixed emotions, but positive ones. Are you going to sleep tonight, do you think? Um, not, you know, tomorrow. <laughs> the, the game that you've got, Burnley, is, is that possibly the best game you could start with? Obviously, you don't get a say in the matter. Or is it the worst game? A team that's just come down from the Premier League with probably the highest profile manager in the championship as well. Yeah, I don't look at it that, that way. way. I think it's neither. I think that whoever the game is, it's the biggest game, first game of the season. But yeah, Burnley are a team who got relegated from the Premier League, high-profile managers, as you've just said. But um, no, whoever it is, it's, um, it's going to be an exciting moment. Last season, you went there and you beat them. Does that have any bearing whatsoever tomorrow? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think lots of things have happened since then. Um, We'll be focused on what we can do now, not on what we did last season. Um, so no, I don't think it has any bearing. And in terms of what you're going to do this season, uh, just looking at the interview that the Chief Exec gave, he says he wants you to be brave, try newer things and, and do things differently. How are we going to see things differently on the pitch or is it more things that are off the pitch that you should um, Yeah, I think both. I think um, on the pitch certainly is something I can control. That's my role, the head coach, to lead the team to perform. Um, in games and we, we want to be aggressive, we want to sort of epitomise what the Terrier's spirit is, that's been front-footed, it's been pressing, it's been aggressive, okay there's moments when that won't occur, that's football, there's going to be different moments in the game but as a general rule that's how we want to play football. Are you going to be a nasty team to play against? Nasty meaning? Well you're going to get in people's faces, I don't mean dirty but you know, you're going to be right in there. I think that's what football is, I think whatever style of play you have there's fundamentals in football. And I think you need to be competitive, you need to be aggressive, you need to be able to win your duels individually and collectively. So we'll be certainly trying to do that. A few weeks ago we were talking about Lewis O'Brien and Harry Stoffler, where they were saying, now we know that they, they, they have gone. How much of a disruption has that been? Or did you always think that they would be going? No, there were just rumours at the time, and obviously they have left now, and myself and all the club wish, wish them all the best with the, with the new club. Um, but I think it's probably sooner rather than later that these things happen so we can move on, prepare quickly and um, get ready for the first game. Do you think you've got the replacements within the squad at the moment? I think potentially there's some really good players, the, the new recruits that have come in, they're going to need time to sort of bed in, gel in, which I think they've done quickly, but buy into the principles and the demands what this football club and, and I have. So. Um, yeah, there's some potential with the new recruits. Some Huddersfield fans that, that I know are particularly excited about Tino Andrew and having, having come back. How much are you expecting from him this season? Yeah, very excited. I think Tino's got exceptional talent. Um, I think when he first came on loan last season, he weren't at his fittest because he had his injury problems. But um, yeah, this season, he looks really fit. He's had a full season, um, pre-season with Chelsea. Played a few minutes on tour in America. And um, yeah, he's looking, he's looking fit and ready. And in terms of the, the style, about the continuity from the previous manager, so is, is it just tweaks that you're doing? Um, in certain areas, yes, tweaks, definitely. There will be things different, um, tweaking certain things more than others, but um, yeah, I think the successes and the principles we had last season, it's something definitely I wanted to build on, but also put new things in place. And can you build on what you achieved? You got into the playoffs last year, you were beaten, controversial, I think it's fair to say, by Forrest. Can you 
get the playoffs again, maybe even challenge for automatic? Well, it's certainly going to be a challenge, I think. It's always demanding, every, every season's demanding, and to build on the successes, other clubs are always maybe looking at you a little bit different because what we did last season. But look, we're going to be working every day. I'm somebody who's very process-driven. I don't really focus on the end result. I hope that comes as a, as a consequence of the process. But um, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a challenge, but one we're all willing to um, have a go at. I mentioned just now about Chief Dean Hoyle saying that basically wanted to balance the books as, as much as possible. You've got all those millions in for those two players. Was your first question to him, how much of that do I get to spend before the end of, end of the transfer window? No, not quite. Um, <laughs> the, no, <laughs> yeah, the no, I didn't quite ask that straight away. But look, what, what's in the building is um, a competitive squad. We're always probably wanting to add to it to strengthen and be more competitive um, and increase that competition for places. Um, but at the moment, we've got the squad we have and we're prepared for uh, Burnley on Friday. Friday night. Does it help the fact that, that the season is starting early, but the transfer window goes on uh, until the end of August? gives you maybe a little bit more time to assess where you might be in the last couple of weeks if you do think, right, I need this player or I need that player? Yeah, I think it's always the case for any club. You see how you start off, you see what wins you get, what the performances are like, and then myself, the recruitment department and the club will maybe, maybe assess where we need to strengthen. And as a person, how has management changed you in what five weeks that you've been in a job now? Um, changed me. Very good question. I like to think I haven't changed it. It definitely changed me when I made the transition from player to coach. It definitely became less selfish and more about giving rather than receiving. I think it's generally what you do as a football player. But um, no, I don't think it's changed me. Um, I'm having to answer a lot more questions. Um, so yeah, probably having to think a little bit quicker on my feet. Um, not seeing my family as much. I was say, do you have a picture of your family to remind you what they look like? Yeah, well, I sat with my missus yesterday and she says, you're here, but you're not here. And I said, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. But um, <laughs> no, that, that's, um, that's, that's the journey I'm on. I, lo I love football. Um, I'm really enjoying this role at the moment. I know it's going to be very challenging, but I think as long as we're all together, we're, we'll do all right. Finally, a um, little bit left field. Let's expect this. Um, the Lionesses, uh, I wonder what you've made of them. And how many of your players in training have tried to replicate that goal? The back heel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My um, kids were in the garden doing it actually last night. There. Um, no, we've been watching quite a bit of it, the kids in particular. And um, no, it's brilliant. They look very um, they look very dominant in the games, England. And it was always going to be an England-Germany final, I think. But um, no, it's been really, really impressive to watch and see um, the levels of women's football at the moment. It's really, uh, really entertaining. And have your players here been... Been talking about them, they've been watching as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're supporting obviously our home nation team just as much as it is the men's team. It's it's really fantastic what the women's team are doing, and um, yeah, I think everyone at this football club supporting them. Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you very much. Have a good night's sleep. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> well It'll be the last one for ages. <laughs> Come and <laughs> <laughs> um, Team news is what we're all waiting to see your starting 11 for tomorrow. So, is there any any injuries that you're having to contend with at the moment? Anybody who's not going to be available for selection tomorrow? Uh, no, we're pretty much fully fit squad, I think. Um, there's, there's Matty Pearson who maybe has a, has a slight injury, but we're just, um, we're just waiting to see on that one. But pretty much the squad's um, there to be selected from. And, and the new faces that have arrived, it has been such a short pre-season, but are they up to speed enough that potentially they could get a start tomorrow, some of them? Yeah, that's been part of mine in the coaching staff's role, to really assess the players in the pre-season game in every training session so you can start the game, so you can come on and make impact and almost have scenarios for different situations in the games. Um, so no, like I said, we're, we're really happy with the new recruits and um, 
I'm sure they can uh, make impact in the championship this season. Could, could we see quite a lot of them? You know, would you be minded to put quite a few new faces in all at once or maybe you know, drip feed it a little bit, some coming on from the bench? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think the, best, the best performers play, the ones who are playing the best, the one who I deem can have the most impact in the game will play. Um, there's some well-established players here who we know they can perform in the championship, so they'll be playing. But yeah, I think it's probably more integrated over time rather than hopefully all go in and play. We've talked a bit about the end of last season, the disappointment at Wembley. Has that sense of maybe injustice over some of the decisions that were made helped to spur on the players who are still here and experience that to want to get back into it quickly and kind of set some things right, if you like? Yeah, it's been a strange feeling really because the players, they're that professional and they're just focused on the job. It moved on really quickly from what happened, what happened last season in the final, I think. We went there to perform, we went there to win, we didn't, so we moved on really quickly and then prepared for, prepared for this season. There's been no real talk about it, obviously we reflected as staff, we reflected as coaches and spoke to the players. But then after day one of the pre-season, we were done, we move on, it's business as usual, we try and go again. Yeah, it's quite easy to draw a line under it then. Yeah, I think so, yeah, I think it's been, um, it's been pretty smooth in that sense. And is there a sense that you want to prove to people that it wasn't just a flash in the pan, it wasn't a fluke last season? We've heard that mentioned a couple of times. Um, yeah, I think proving to people, um, I'm not too sure again, I'm, I always focus on the process. I think there's some really good processes at this football club. Um, the football club has a clear vision, which I totally buy into, I think that's why I'm sat here. And um, we'll just focus on that, the day-to-day -day working of it, and we'll see, we'll see where we are come the end of the season. The games are coming really thick and fast because of the, the break for the World Cup. Um, how do you kind of look to manage that? Is there going to be quite a lot of squad rotation over these initial periods or do you break it down into chunks of 10 games? How do you approach the start of the season? Yeah, it's a very unique season. The games are crammed thick and fast together up until November um, when the World Cup starts. So we've got a strategy in place in terms of how we want to manage that, how we work in terms of the periodisation, both tactically, physically, psychologically as well, to try and maximise everything really, our football club and every member of the squad so we can um, be as competitive and have as much impact as possible. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of thought and strategy behind it. And is that a conversation that you have with maybe some of the youngsters who are really pushing to try and get into the first team, some of maybe players who didn't have a lot of opportunity last season to say, you are going to get your chance, make sure you're ready. Yeah, definitely. The, the toughest part of my role since I've started now was taking um, a group of players who aren't involved in the squad because I've been there as a player and it's very tough and it's been very, very difficult for me to leave these players out because they're here to play football. But I've said, look, it's a unique season. We, we need to give you extra on the training pitch so you're ready to go straight into the first team. And opportunity always comes in football. I've experienced that. And it comes when you least expect it. So you need to be on your toes, you need to keep working. Players not involved tomorrow need to be very professional and ready to go when they're called upon. And it's that conversation we've just been speaking to Josh Ruffles, who clearly was a player who really had to bide his time and be patient last season. Now, because of personnel changes, more likely to, to get a chance. Are you looking at the character of some of those players to say, right, OK, are you still putting the effort in to make sure that you're ready for your chance when it comes? Yeah, Josh Ruffles last season was excellent. He, he deserved to play more games than he did because of that, because of the attitude, the character and his capabilities as a footballer. Um, I do believe the reason our top flow did so well is because Josh Ruffles were pushing him and that's what we want to create in the squad, we want players pushing each other to the limit so they can maximise each other's potential.
And we've talked a bit about Burnley as your opening opposition. I mean, even now, they still seem to be signing players on an almost daily basis. How difficult is it to analyse what they might do tomorrow night when there's potential for change all over the place? Yeah, we've watched all the pre-season games, obviously, and analysed, and it is very difficult to see that this is going to be their starting lineup. Um, but no, we've done our, we've done our thorough analysis. Um, we're prepared and focused more on us, what we do, rather than the opposition. Obviously, we know them, we know their strengths, weaknesses. Um, but we'll um, we'll be w well prepared with whatever team they, they put out on the night. Cameras inevitably are all going to be trained on Vincent Company. Do you quite like that? Oh, if the cameras are on me zero minutes, I'm happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> keep them away from me. And, and does that kind of lift the pressure a little bit on you that everybody's kind of waiting to see what he does, perhaps more than what's happening at Huddersfield? Yeah, potentially. But I, I put pressure on myself because I'm I'm an ambitious person. I want to do really well for the club first and foremost, for the players and then for myself. So, um, yeah, the pressure's natural just because I create that myself. What would it mean to you to get that first win tomorrow? No, it'd be fantastic uh, for the fans to enjoy a victory Friday night. Football game, first game in the Championship would be um, a pretty special feeling, I think. But, um, yeah, let's see. Thank you very much. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, Catherine. Steve, Thank welcome you. to you. Hi, Hi, Steve. How do you feel you've sort of... How are you looking to develop the team and evolve from what you had? last season and, and particularly in attack? Yeah, I think um, there's a lot been spoken about the attack from last season. I think we, we want to focus a lot like on positional play, um, trying to attack the boxing numbers, um, trying to create good solidity while we're attacking so we can um, defend the counter-attacks a bit more. Um, so that's certain areas we've worked on in a, in a really short pre-season. You've played a, sort of a number 10 um, in pre-season. Uh, is that something that um, might be important to the side this season? Yeah, I think so, along a, a, a number of other things in terms of positions and spaces players are taking up. But um, we've tried a few things in pre-season, um, trying to tweak certain areas, and it's something something we're looking at. And Lee Bromby talked earlier in the summer about how he wanted the, you know, the attack to be the priority in the transfer window. Do you feel like you've done the job that you wanted to do in the in the yeah, we've got some really good attacking players and um, some of the new recruits that have come in at different positions, but I think they pose an attacking threat from different positions on the pitch. So, um, yeah, I think we're relatively happy with that. What, sort of the, what is the aim for this season? Is it just as high as you can get? Yeah, again, I'll go back to that pro being process-driven rather than result-orientated. It's a bit of a get-out comment, I think. But, um, no, yeah, obviously you want to achieve... Like, whatever's possible in football and anything is possible in football um, but like I said I know it's going to be a challenge football's, football's a very tough tough industry and a tough environment particularly at first team level um, but we're just going to aim our sights high and, and, and see where we go game to game and You've been able to play some youngsters in pre-season as well likes of Etienne and Brody and Brahima and Pat Jones is there an opportunity for them to, to step up and come into the side of the season? I think there's been a real benefit to us having a short pre-season because we've had to play double games so players all get the minutes at the right times and then we've been able to continue that rhythm in pre-season where everybody's got on the pitch training together. Um, I don't think it's no secret this club would place a, a high premium on the B team players and we really want to do everything to develop and give them opportunity um, but at the moment that's, the, that's where these young players are, they're, they're working hard every single day, they're waiting for that opportunity. Um, and who knows unless you give them opportunity, but um, yeah, the, um, the potential of these young players is high. And when you look at sort of the pundits and their prediction tables and things like that, I think we're now this week, a lot of people are expecting 
tend to drop quite considerably. Is that sort of extra motivation um, for you and the players? I don't look at anything like this. I've not seen it, so I'll only be taking your word, Stephen. But no, that that doesn't. I've no concerns about that. Um, we're all on zero points at the start. We're all played zero games, so we're all we're all even as far as I'm concerned. With the players that have gone, you know, Lewis and, and Toss, do you have to sort of look at playing a different way to to replace replace them in the side? Um, I'm not sure I look at a different way. I think um, there were key players, definitely. But I think there were players since they've been at this club who have really developed and grown. I, don't, I think they've probably got the move uh, to the Premier League because of the support and help from this football club and the people around it, you know, helping them to develop. And we hope, we hope to do that with the players now that are in this club. We're, we're not just here to say, right, we get good players in, go and play. We get players in who can grow, develop and become Premier League players. That's where... I'm sure every footballer's ambition is in the championship and we want to help them to achieve that. Hopefully one day with Huddersfield Town, if not, they, they go on to other clubs. Tino's obviously come back in. What, what do you see as his best position? Um, Tino, Tino has a, a special qualities. Um, we hope he creates a real attacking threat for us. We see him playing in between the lines. We see him making movements in behind their last line. Um, so we're hoping he really adds to our attacking qualities that we already have. Cheers, Steve. Thank you. Um, you spoke about Burnley a little bit before and how you're focusing on yourself, but obviously there's there's a lot of intrigue with, with Burnley with them coming down. Vincent Company as a coach, you're expecting his side to be different to the Burnley that we've seen in the Premier League over the last five, six seasons. Yeah, I think so. Having seen the pre-season fixtures, there's definitely a difference in terms of style of play, both attacking and defending. So um, I think it'd be a different Burnley team to what it was previously. Yeah, and there's obviously uh, the average age of their squads dropped down to quite a young defence has, has, has been put in place there. How do you think that'll impact those players in the Championship tomorrow at Huddersfield? Our, our players? No, their players and sort of playing in the atmosphere of the John Smiths and, and that kind of thing, it, it can work in your favour, that can't it? Yeah, hopefully I think um, that's been the biggest area in their squad, the change in the, in the centre-backs in particular. So, um, yeah, that's something we're aware of and... Um, yeah, we'll see how, our, how we go. And I'm sure you've answered this before, but obviously it's the first chance I've had to speak to you, but if you had to describe to the Huddersfield fans what a Danny Schofield, Huddersfield town side, is going to be like, what are the fundamentals there? Um, I think because I've lived this process as a player before at Huddersfield town, I think um, I understand what the fans, fans demand, I understand what the club demands. Um, I'm a Yorkshire person, South Yorkshire, not West Yorkshire, but I'm a Yorkshire person. Um, so I understand what values and beliefs Yorkshire people have um, and first and foremost it's, it's hard work, it's commitment, it's giving everything to the cause and then anything tactically and technically is built upon that. I don't think success can be had without those, those qualities, I'm sure everybody says that but yeah, that's certainly ingrained in Yorkshire people. Brilliant, best of luck tomorrow darling. Thank you. Thanks Alfred. Uh, Leon, thanks for your patience, we'll come to you. Leon's Hi, Hiya Danny, you okay? Hiya Leon, yeah, good mate, you? Yeah, good, not so bad mate, yeah. I'm just wondering, you, you touched on the fact that, you know, the players have moved on after what happened at Wembley. You've got a lot of senior players here, really good professionals. Is that is that the sort of same thing as well? Obviously, you've lost two big players in in, in Tofts and Lewis, and, you know, that, but that's part of the game, isn't it? You know, when a lot of the, the old established players will, will know that. That's what happens in football. You move on, and that's pretty good in that regard, isn't it? Because you, you've got those sort of to, to move on. Yeah, I think so. I think if you have the top senior professional footballers who are good footballers but top people, 
I think it really helps knit the squad together. Um, it's interesting because when you're on the training pitch and the young players are being integrated in with these players, you can tell when the first team players accept them almost. Mm -hmm. They, they, yeah. they, they demand the hard work from the players, they demand that they react quickly from mistakes, they demand that they can take criticism from the players. Yeah. It's been really interesting to see that with the young players and the first team players this um, so far this pre-season. So it's like, yeah, you just know, you just, you know, it's history almost, isn't it, as well as that those two lads have done. That's it, isn't it? You just, you just got to crack on. Yeah, there's been very little talk. I think it's, I've experienced that in football. It changes so quickly, coaching staff, players, People are working behind the scenes. Football's yeah. always moving and evolving. So, um, yeah, it's just business as usual. And I'm just going to ask also about a, a bit of a sense of perspective. Obviously, there's you know some fans are a, a little bit disappointed, but you have to look back to this time last year. You know, you had players out with COVID, this and that. You were in the, the chair against Derby and everyone rolled, rolled up the sleeves and got a good result. And, and it was the, the catalyst for a brilliant season. Yeah, I think whatever challenges come and the obstacles uh, you face, you've just got to get on with it and climb over them together. Um, I think that's what we'll we'll continue doing all season. And you've got a really cl a genuinely close uh, group of lads there as well, haven't you? That, you, you know, and you showed that last season. Yeah, I think that's that's the strength behind it. All the unity of the players, the togetherness. Um, any social events, they're all doing it together. They don't have too many, but any they do, <laughs> any they do, they do it together. Um, we had a, a, a mini pre-season before the final last season in Portugal. All the players and the families came together, and it, 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 the special moments. I think when it's all been and been and done, the thing that stands is relationships, and um, the players are certainly building that. Very best of luck, Danny. Thank you, Leon. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Leon. Uh, James, Nursey, thanks for your patience. We'll come to you. Good afternoon. Hi, Danny. Thanks for your time. Um, um, obviously, it's Vincent Company's first game as a, as a boss in English football, isn't it? Um, there'll be a lot of eyes on that. Um, will it be a bit of a rude awakening for him? Do you think he's come from the Premier League? He's now going to be thrust into the Championship spotlight. It sounds like you're going to still be keeping on pressing tactics. Um, what sort of uh, what sort of evening has he got ahead of? Do you think? Um, I'm not too sure what what he'll be thinking. I I, I just hope first and foremost. Um, we're well prepared and we'll be really competitive in the game. That, that, that's what we want. That's what we're going to be for a start. And then we hope certain things, certain details, will allow us to um, have the edge. Is it going to be a very different style from? I don't know if you saw much of his Anderlecht side. Um, I, I didn't, to be honest. But championship presumably going to be quite a different style, is it? To, to watch more intense. Yeah, I think it's definitely more intense. The intensity um, of English. English football, particularly championship, is very, very high. But I think as a coach, you're always, and the journey you've been on, whatever level you develop sort of your key values and principles, and then you, you become confident in trying to implement them into a team and you really believe in them. So I don't think the principles of any, any head coach or manager really changes. And, and lastly, um, I suspect I might know your answer to this, but is the approach any different when you're up against a very high-profile manager? I mean, you're on the touchline. Did you do anything differently at all or not? Thanks. No, no, I think um, the, the approach is maybe different depending on the opposition, certainly not against against the manager. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Box, Emily, yeah. Can't see who's on. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Excellent. Joe, uh, John, thanks for your patience, mate. We'll come to you. No problem. Hi, Danny. Hi, John. I saw that the chairman said that you had a, a job abroad lined up before you were persuaded to stay on, and suddenly this one came up. Could you tell us which dugout you might have been in <laughs> this weekend? 
No, it was somewhere in Europe. <laughs> somewhere in Europe, um, yeah, there was a bit of interest. Um, I got offered the role, but this is um, it's obviously my football club and I stayed and now I'm sat here talking to you, John. Yeah, obviously came very quickly, it's just good news. Who's got the bigger job though, do you think? Vincent Company trying to pick up a relegated team or you trying to pick up a team that's so close to glory? Yeah, good question. I think probably both just as big in their own rights for different reasons. Have you come up across Vincent before? Um, no, only watching him on match of the day. <laughs> and Josh was, was telling us about the team building going up the walls. 40-foot wall, is that like a metaphor for the championship season? <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, that was, um, that was a really good day. We're at St George's Park and, like we said before, the team really united together and the team building was just part of that, really good. It's been mentioned before, but you, you were, because of Covid, you were in charge this time last season, weren't you? So you, you have been through it, it's not completely new to you. No, yeah, I think there was the Derby yeah, game and the Blackburn game as well away, so... Um, Barnsley. Barnsley as well. Three last season. Three, three last season. <laughs> Dave knows more than me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were, um, they were great experiences and um, obviously you're, you're supporting the head coach at the time while he was away ill, but... Um, yeah, it's not entirely new to me, but now obviously it's permanent. It uh, feels very different. Well, good luck. Thanks so much. Thank you, John. Cheers, uh, I think that's everyone I can see on the screen. Is everyone else, or is that everyone covered? Excellent. Thank you very much. Oh, in fact, we've got someone else here. Sorry, just one second. Larry, do you want to ask anything? You've got your hand up. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me good? Yeah, fire away. All right, Danny, thanks for the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, Larry Henry from, from the United States. Um, just wanted to ask about Dwayne Holmes, um, just your relationship with Dwayne and, and what you'd like to like from him from the time that you've been here. Obviously, he's a, a prospect in the U.S. that I, I know a lot of fans are um, still kind of hoping it's a, a, an opportunity with the, the national team ahead of the World Cup. Uh, thank you for your time. No, cheers, Larry. Um, yeah, my relationship with Dwayne's great. Um, He's an interesting character, very, very lively. Um, he, he gets on with, ev with everyone in the building. Um, really talented player, um, has real attacking qualities, and I think he can be um, a key member of our squad this season. And then uh, just to follow up on, on Dwayne, obviously, um, you know, he took a, a big step uh, goal scoring wise last season. Um, you know, is that is that a role that we'll see more in the season? Just kind of, you know, floating around in the offensive third, whether that's at the number ten or out wide. I know he can play a, a bunch of different roles for you. Yeah, I think we always want players of Dwayne's profile to sort of contribute with assists and and goals in particular. Um, we can't just rely on certain certain areas. The number nine, so wide players, number tens, eights, um, centre backs from set plays to score the goals. But yeah, Dwayne's certainly in that category. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it. Best of luck this Cheers. season. Cheers, Larry. Appreciate Cheers, that. Larry. Thanks, everyone. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. Thank, Thank you. you.